A while back, I started putting hints out there that my personal opinion on relationships didn't really adhere to status quos or traditional norms. And putting out something like that naturally brings in responses that might be full of judgments or misconceptions. You might start to get a lot of feedback that implies things that you don't like. Things that have nothing to do with what you dared to speak up about. But don't ever quiet yourself based on fear. You can't control the way people respond to you, but you can be in control of yourself. I like to practice what I preach. So today I'm going to dive into this even further. Now, aside from not being wired for monogamy, along with a thousand other animal species out there in nature, I am not inclined also to have a life partner on my top list of priorities. And this is simply because I've found the things I need elsewhere. I'm going to share those things with you today. And maybe a few people who are absolutely exhausted and stressed out over dating or feeling lonely or feeling like romance is never going to happen for them will start to relax and maybe even start to think about life a little differently. You're listening to Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm a storyteller, a writer, and an earthbound muse. I like to find my answers in the wisdom of roots that curl up through the ground and over my feet, keeping me grounded and connected to my own life force and all those things that really matter. So let's explore. This podcast, Natural and Wild, it's about more than just what a few animals might be doing around my property. It's about more than respecting the waters and the lands and the wisdom of nature. It's about respecting you and me, because we're a part of this cosmic magic too, and our health and vitality is tethered to this circle of life and death emotionally, physically, spiritually, forever. I'm going to bring to a close this morning my personal philosophy when it comes to finding a sense of self-worth, inner peace, and overall joy. And it does not include a monogamous husband for me. I'm going to break it down for you today and tell you why three things in life completely transcend the need for a partner and can make you much happier and healthier. So I guess this is kind of for all those single people out there who feel like they're missing out on love or for anyone who feels misunderstood in a relationship or a marriage and might be at odds. Not everyone's partnership situation is 100% what they were hoping for when they originally signed up. And there's a lot of confusion out there. And I don't like for people to be confused or unhappy or unsatisfied, because when more people in the world are truly satisfied and content, guess what happens? They start being nicer to one another. Opportunities start opening up for more people. Paranoia and anger starts to subside, and the world gets a little bit better. So instead of hating and expecting and getting defensive, why not try something new? 
Why not try a new perspective to all those expectations from life and people that just haven't worked out? I'm not anti-marriage or against dating or relationships. I like them. I am against using them as a substitute for personal happiness or believing that they're required for happiness. I believe a relationship should be more of an, an emotional supplement. There are three things that will completely blow any need for relying on somebody else for anything right out of the water. Three things that intermingle and rely on each other. Now, it's really hard to put these into any sort of order because they absolutely work together and build upon each other. So instead of saying, let's start with, I'll say, let's explore now one of these things. Core confidence. What is it exactly? Well, I'm going to start with what it's not. Core confidence is not relying on things or situations around you happening or not happening. It's not relying on people's responses and actions to make you feel good within yourself and as a person. Core confidence is the ability to find that within your own heart and your own mind. And we can't really do that without the other two things that I'll be talking about. But let's just focus for one minute on this confidence thing. To have expectations of other people is not the way to go. That is, if you're trying to establish your own core confidence, release any anxiety, or develop a sense of calm within your own mind. There's this thing that we do when we see somebody we like. We build up this perception of them in our own minds in the beginning, and that's fine. Until we start to get to know the person, and all this reality stuff begins to unfold and come up to the surface. And this is a tricky, delicate time right here. We have a choice to make. Am I going to keep this same perception of this person that I've just built up in my head? Now that I know this and this, and am I going to expect them to change and weave and dodge and find a way to live up to that? Or am I willing to slowly change my perception of this person according to what they're showing me? This is a hard first thing to do in a a new relationship, whether it's dating relationship or a new friendship, a new working relationship. And it doesn't always go in a negative direction. A lot of times we build perceptions of people that we haven't gotten to know yet that are negative until they prove otherwise to us. And that's just born out of past trauma. But the bottom line is there's a difference between perception and expectation. And you have energy to either invest or not invest in that person. And you are the one who decides where to allocate that energy. Expecting certain things or behaviors from other people to become band-aids for personal core confidence is always going to be a mistake. It's going to set you up for emotional and spiritual dependence upon another human being. Relationships are not band-aids. Partnerships and relationships are supplementary. 
additive, supporting, reinforcing. Core confidence never relies on other people, one way or another. If you're relying on your personal confidence coming from external sources, you're always going to be on edge. You'll feel more distrust. You'll feel a little less stable in your own life. Having to rely on other people and external forces, it's not solid. There's no foundation. People and situations, they ebb and they flow. Everything changes. And you need to rely and count on your own sense of self-worth and purpose first. And there's the second thing, purpose. When I talk about purpose, I'm not talking about having some clearly stated, mapped out and blueprinted goal in life that gets all the attention. Since the nature of life and nature and people, since the nature of everything is to change, You don't really need to stick with one goal. You can have a hundred goals. This is not about goals. The kind of purpose I'm talking about has a close kinship with believing in yourself and those inner spiritual things that you stand for. You go head first into anything you really want with purpose, with drive. You believe in it. You believe in yourself. This attitude is tied to your values, the strengths that you know you do have deep down inside of you, purpose and confidence. And we all have our own personal values, our very own intense feelings about a thing or personal experiences and epiphanies that are absolutely justified because those things have helped us stay alive, keep our heads above water. Hold on to our hearts and our conscience. Those values that may or may not line up with somebody that we like. These things directly relate to what we individually need and desire. And when they don't line up with someone we're thinking about dating or working with, do not compromise them. They are the things that make you you. We can compromise over other, more external things, but when you're in a situation with someone whose convictions and beliefs you know do not line up with yours and never will, you need to acknowledge that person may not be a good fit for the kind of life that you want. So step back. Because to give up your own sense of self and purpose and confidence just to try and make a relationship work is very damaging and will most likely lead to breakups anyway. Trauma, infighting, head games. Set your standards, set your boundaries, and learn to change your perceptions of people according to what they're willing to give to you. And in order to make these two things work, core confidence and purpose, we need to make sure we have just one more thing that actually has three parts to it. It's what I like to call three-tier health. I call it three-tier because when people talk about health, our minds generally go right to physical or mental health. There's the two most common types of health, but there's a third, and it's spiritual health. 
Now, before I get fired at with a cannonball, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about that part of you that's otherworldly, that unexplainable, ethereal essence that's bigger than your own mind and body, and you can feel it stretching out and reaching beyond any boundary. It's a hard thing to explain away, but it's there. Let me just talk about something a minute that I think is really important and gets misunderstood a lot. We have a sense of of personal space around us, right? If someone gets physically closer to you than you want them to, it starts to feel invasive, uncomfortable. You psychically push back, and they sense it. Well, I believe we also have a sense of spiritual space, that ethereal, astral, if you want to call it. It's sort of a, a cosmic optimism, In this space, we have our spiritual epiphanies, our visions, our supernatural experiences. It's a dimension of a person's existence that encompasses those immaterial things that we can't explain away, that make us think deeper and feel more intensely and connect to everything around us in a way that goes well beyond thought. And that spiritual space we carry around us, it has a boundary too. And people can cross it. And it feels invasive, just like your physical, personal space does. Things like this are so hard to explain because we just don't have enough words in our human vocabulary to detail something so profound. But when someone crosses that very personal, spiritual space without your permission, you can feel it. When we feel that invasion, we react defensively. And even if we don't say a word, people can pick up on that. It's almost psychic, and it's immediate, and some people are more sensitive to it than others. And this is why we always get so much confusion and misunderstanding between people in relationships. A lot of misunderstandings happen when somebody has crossed that immaterial, invisible boundary, and they sense that the other person is upset about it. And that person then has the luxury of denying anything's putting them off. They didn't say they were upset. So why are you asking if they're upset? But you know you triggered something. And this is just a downward spiral. Our society refuses to acknowledge that we have more going on with communication than just the words coming out of our mouths or a little bit of body language. We absorb people. When you listen to someone, you do it with more than your ears. You take them in with your whole body, with your senses, your soul, and and with your heart. Now, I started with this because it plays an important role in three-tier health. We have to take personal care of all three parts of ourselves, that body of ours, our mental health, our thinking, and our more invisible spiritual health, our cosmic positivity, I'll call it, or maybe something easier. I'll call it uh, our ethereal health, okay? (laughs) Is that better? You know, I, I really hate how so many people are so determined 
to equate that word f- spiritual to a monotheistic religion, it really doesn't have to be. I think it's more. But anyway, three-tier health. I've said this before. We're basically walking sacks of chemicals, hormones, and, and chemical compounds and molecules and ions responding to everything that touches or feeds or pushes through them or kills them off. Our hormones dictate a lot of behaviors. Our serotonin levels dictate a lot of personal choices. And so if our brains are malnourished or damaged or not functioning properly, we're likely to make the same kinds of choices that an addict would make without much self-control. There's your mental health part, causing your physical condition to decline because it's directly related. And once that damage hits the body, it worsens our state of mind. And this is all tied into our spiritual, or, or, or sorry, ethereal senses and experiences. And that part of you starts to darken. These things are all tied together very tightly, keeping our bodies in the best shape that we possibly can, taking care with what we eat, how we move, how much air and sunshine we get. Incredibly important for the soul. Okay, I've talked about the three things, core confidence, purpose, and three-tier health. So now I can move into the good stuff, which is graduating to a place where you no longer feel like you need to date or marry somebody just in order to feel whole as a person. Once you get to a point where you feel that kind of contentment within yourself, once you feel that inner peace, that core confidence, you start to make things happen. And it looks like magic. But it's not magic. It's a product of you. It's the effects and the responses that your essence begins to create and craft around itself. You have more power than you think you do, but it begins with you, not anybody else. Now you can start to use that power in all your interactions with people around you and just watch life start to change for you for the better. Let's get into using those new powers. When a man or a woman has developed a strong sense of core confidence and purpose and a good state of health, this is going to show we have a lot of tools to use to make the people around us react. And one of those tools is vocal tone. Now, once these three things I've talked about are in place and healthy and working well for you, then things like your vocal tone are going to change. If you've ever heard yourself speaking on a recording or a video and you hate the way you sound or the way you look, then change it. What is it that's eating at you when you hear yourself? If you were another person listening to you talk, what would you want to hear? Change your tone. Change the way you deliver your words. This is very powerful stuff. This will change the way people treat you. One simple change in tone. Listen to me deliver a sentence to you in two different tones. I used to be a personal assistant, and sometimes I would be... uh, 
asked to keep people from coming into somebody's office or some room that they were working in. So I could either say, you can't go through that door, or I could say, you can't go through that door. Saying it with a bit of a guilty, unsure feeling behind it is totally ineffective and just asks for trouble. Somebody's going to hear that and believe that they can challenge me on it right away. But in the second scenario, you can hear core confidence. You can hear a purpose. You can't go through that door. Now, I'm the one in control of that door. So if I get challenged on it, I've already set myself up in a more authoritative position. And my challenger becomes trouble then, publicly. And that can be handled by somebody else if the situation escalates. Two different tones, two different positions to set yourself up in. You have got to stand up for yourself. Use your words without shame, without guilt. Let's apply this to dating now, which is very important. Most women encounter this problem most of their lives. It's very common. A man wants a woman to go on a date with him. She doesn't want to go. He doesn't take no for an answer and gets pushy. Let's explore that for one minute because it's tricky. Emotion and ego is involved. And tone is going to play a huge part in whether or not he's going to let it go and take no for an answer. Because to give somebody an answer with shame or guilt attached to it in your tone is going to send the wrong message. You're not communicating well. We're not even going to worry about what the best words to say here are. We're just going to concentrate on how we deliver those words. They can be any words. You might be caught off guard. You might be exhausted. Whatever. Words are only half of your answer. Listen. I can't. I got finals this week. I can't. I've got finals this week. Listen to this one again. I can't. I got finals this week. It actually sounds like I don't want to say no. And he can take that any way he wants. And men have a natural tendency to want to fix, figure out, pick apart, win. So if you answer with a tone that says, I'm really not sure here, don't believe that he's going to be able to read your mind and hear, oh, she's being sweet and doesn't want to hurt my feelings. And she really and for sure does not want to go out. No, instead, he's more likely to hear, oh, she's really not in the mood to study for finals. And they're probably at the end of the week anyway. And if I figure out the right thing to say here, I can talk her into going out. Speak with your purpose. Speak with core confidence. Speak with conviction. You don't have to be a jerk. Just don't be a doormat. Because a doormat tone is sending a doormat message. Women who use guilty tones in their speaking are saying, I need for you to hold my hand because I don't feel confident. And doing the complete opposite and speaking with anger or aggression is just as bad. Our state of health 
ethereal, mental, and physical can actually make people feel things and react in certain ways when we're in close proximity to them. To be relaxed, self-confident, and happy makes the person that you're talking to feel that relaxation, self-confidence, and joy. You can't control how other people react to you, but you can control the way you present yourself. And presenting yourself in a relaxed, uplifted sort of way will eventually have a positive effect on people. You know, if they're relatively healthy themselves. (laughs) We have a lot more power and control than we actually give ourselves credit for. And that goes a really, really long way in establishing the healthier kinds of relationships and situations and friendships that are going to serve us in the lives that we really want to be living. And it comes from core confidence and purpose and good health. It comes from that inner relaxed contentment. So instead of Jane Doe feeling like she needs to get on with dating and find somebody because she's getting older and she doesn't want to grow old alone, Jane needs to sit down and figure out why. Why she thinks her future is going to be so bleak and lonely without a partner. Is a partner really the answer to her loneliness? Can't she find solace in herself? Are her friendships so shallow that she's not feeling any connection to anybody? If Jane can't put any effort into building a stronger, more satisfying friendship, how is she going to work an intimate relationship? We need to work on ourselves first and build our own core confidence, purpose, and good, stable health. And then guess what? It's okay at that point to just step back and watch what you thought would never happen start to happen. Because that core confidence is attractive. A sense of personal purpose is good looking. Healthy people are attractive. You don't have to work so hard on finding a partner or finding love when you have already found that love within you. Because it shows and people see it. It shines out. People see it. And they will start to gravitate in your direction. This has been Natural and Wild with me, Christine Grayson. I want to thank the best people in the world, the men and women who have supported this show and me through these really difficult days of dwindling paychecks, people losing big chunks of income. I know I'm not a mandatory bill, like electricity or rent, and you've continued to keep my work and my art off the ground. Thank you, Bruce Presson, William Bishop, Sheila McGregor, Arnold Bloom, Chris Nolan, Yvonne Ragland, and Robin Umber from the very center of my heart for your patronage. I want to thank those of you who have tipped the virtual tip jar via PayPal. And I want to wish everybody a safe, happy, beautiful continuing holiday season.